Brandon Cooks absolutely dominated the first padded practice for the Cowboys. What does that mean for this offense moving forward? All that more this episode of Locked On Cowboys Podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first and now your second listen of the day. <laughs> now that we're doing two episodes, I am your host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. Check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, you just got back from the Dallas Cowboys' first padded practice of the year. What was your biggest takeaway from that practice? They were ready for the pads today, man. Uh, you know, the, the, you could hear it as when they started, you know, progressing through the the different drills. They, they always start out kind of using uh, doing special team stuff and then kind of doing some individual stuff while, uh, you know, certain folks are over doing kicking stuff. They've got, you know, some of the star players that don't play special teams working on individual stuff. But you could hear it like as they started blowing through the blowing the horns through the different periods, they started getting into the seven on seven. They started to get into the nine on seven. Uh, people were hooping and hollering, just getting into the drills. So, uh, and and there was a, it was a very spirited practice. So, uh, yeah. So that's that's the main takeaway. Honestly. Yeah, this this feels like the first actual practice of training yeah. camp. But all, all that stuff without pads doesn't really matter. This is what matters. And I gotta say, one of the biggest winners of this practice had to be Brandon Cooks. I mean, he, yeah. Dak Prescott and him have just this amazing connection. And I was actually telling you before we jumped on the show, watching today's practice. Maybe kind of wish the Cowboys traded for Brady Cooks at the trade deadline last year because I wonder how far they would have gone with him because he's exactly what this offense needed. Yeah, I mean, he's just, you know, they've, I heard someone talk, I think it was curse after practice, is that he, you know, it's, you can't really anticipate his speed. He's, he's so quick, he's so fast, uh, he gets through the defense really quickly. Uh, and Dak and him have clearly had a connection. You know, he was able to find him, uh, you know, in that, that kind of over route uh, deep. Uh, you know, he, he's just – they've already had a very clean connection uh, on a couple of different practices. I mean, so far, each one of the practices I've been to the last two days, there's been at least one huge 35-plus long touchdown to Cooks, uh, uh, you know, during a, a competitive period, not like just dirt against air. So mm-hmm. uh, they're clearly working on this. Uh, I think the thing that that you what, what we're seeing a lot more, and it's not even just with Cooks, but but with all these receivers, is that uh, they're getting the ball on the move. You know, they're getting, you know, they're, they're, they're still kind of working through getting the the you know the final touches of the accuracy down. Uh, so that that, that that people are kind of catching it in stride, but but if you're just looking at at the routes uh, that that they're throwing to, guys are getting the ball uh, in their outstretched hands as they're moving across the field, as opposed yeah. to coming to a complete stop, coming back to the quarterback, and 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 then you know c- catching the pass and then uh, falling down without any yak. So I, I think that's the main kind of schematic takeaway I had from this is. Uh, that plus the play action, they were really, really working a lot of play action in yeah. with the, the run game today uh, was really exciting to see. Brendan Cooks is just a perfect fit for Dak, right? He gets yeah. open all the time. He makes plays down the field. There was even a route I saw in, I think it was seven on sevens, where he threw a slant to Brendan Cooks, who's kind of yeah. stopped on a dime and then turned back up the field the other way. 
that's the kind of things they they've been needing outside of CD Lamb. It's, it was yeah. absolutely fantastic. Yeah, and you're even seeing Gallup making, you know, coming back to form too. You saw him make a play, some plays down the sideline. Tolbert is again. We talk about the drum beat. Tolbert had another really, really good practice. Uh, and, and actually, someone just asked. Like, I'll just reading this from Johnny Martinez. Uh, thanks for popping that in. How does Simi look compared to Tolbert? I didn't notice Simi at practice, uh, but I noticed Tolbert several different times. I went back and watched some of the t- the video that I took at practice and kind of dove in a little bit deeper and and i noticed simeon uh on this one really great uh play action bootleg where he's coming across the field he's going to be really fantastic in those kind of situations the, the kind of play action crossers where you've got a slow wide receiver as like the second level dragger across the field because he's such a big body yep. that uh, he presents such a great target for dak as he's kind of rolling across the field so apparently from what i saw he from what i heard he also had two other catches that were really nice honestly i, I I think you have to say that the wide receivers as a group, frankly, had had a great day today overall. Especially when you compare that to what we had at this time last year at camp when Michael Gallup was out, CeeDee Lamb still trying to grow into that number one role. But we were talking about it's like Dennis Houston, Noah Brown, like the the talent differential here is massive. And even somebody like Jalen Scott, I heard our, our, our guy Michael Gelkin talking about him today. He even asked Mike McCarthy about Jalen Scott made a bunch of uh, nice catches in, in the, the drills today at practice. They just have a lot more depth at that position than they had at this time last year. Yeah. And, and that's, and that's really, I'm trying to find a, a name on here real quick that I was, that I noticed as well. Uh, but yeah, I, I think uh, that that's one thing that they've really uh, improved is because they were able to kind of improve the middle class. Jalen Brooks, that was the name. Oh, that's yep. who you were talking oh, about. So, yeah. Jalen Brooks. 83. Yep. Yeah, uh, I think, you know, that was it, because they improved the the kind of upper middle class of their wide receiver room the, you know, the, that it pushed all, a lot of the talent down. So you see you're not seeing uh, uh, Drummond uh, running with the, the, the second team. I tell you, Drummond. He's, yeah, he's only with like the third team. So yeah. but but that's really helped, you know, that's because it's, I think it's, it's helped with the competition. Uh, they also had this other kid that was really good that the, the uh, I noticed the Western Florida kid, David, uh, David Durden. David Durden, yeah, yep. I noticed him a couple different times too. So, yeah, I mean, it's 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 crazy. I mean, I, I think you know they always have had uh, good depth in these training camps because they bring in a lot of good free agent wide receivers. Uh, but I think that what you're noticing now is that they've got a really solid core of you know five wide receivers uh, at the top, and then you know still after that another three or four guys that are you're interested in and that, that are out there making plays uh, despite the fact the packs have already come on. All right, so we we just got done talking about the wide receivers. Let's talk about the positions that we are really excited about today: the offensive line, the defensive line, because this is what we've been waiting for all year is the trench play, right? And now we finally yeah. get that. Later, let's uh, let's dive into the offensive line and the defensive line next. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Take your first swing at betting Major League Baseball on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll lay in $200 in bonus bets. Win or lose, that is $200 that you can spend betting on everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to hit the first home run. All in an app that is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid instantly 
I use FanDuel for all of my NFL and college football bets. It's absolutely fantastic. But there's no better place to bet on Major League Baseball than FanDuel as well. It's America's number one sports book. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That is FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, the official partner of Major League Baseball. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. Every day is on tomorrow's show. We're going to do two shows again tomorrow. We're going to talk a little bit about a certain suspension for a Dallas Cowboys running back <laughs> that might have an impact on the running back room. So make sure you tune in then. But I want to talk about Mozzie Smith, the Cowboys' yeah. first-round pick. First time in pads. What were your initial uh, impressions? He, you know, he, he looks like he's still working through it. He's, he is incredibly strong. I saw a couple of really great reps between him and Tyler Smith, and I think I shared some video with, with you and a couple other folks. But uh, there, was a, there was a couple of different reps inside. First of all, let me just throw out, Tyler Smith looks fantastic at guard. I just wanted to throw that out because he, you know, when he was going – Yeah, not surprising. He is very strong. And, and actually one of the more interesting uh, reps that I saw was – uh, him putting Mozzie Smith in an in a uncomfortable physical position uh, back on his heels uh, got got into his body quick uh, and then Mozzie was kind of you know almost on one foot <laughs> but <laughs> Mozzie was able yeah I, 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 I we've got the stance tapes don't worry John uh, and that's not even the John that's been dugging me about him <laughs> uh, no I, I, let's get back to this one rep Mozzie gets off of uh, off onto basically one foot kind of hopping around while Tyler's pushing him and then is able to get his foot planted readjust. And I, and again, I showed you the footage. He threw, he threw Tyler Smith to the ground. Like he recovered from being off his back foot, one foot, got his second foot down, got his hands in place. And then he threw Tyler Smith to the ground. It was, it was crazy to watch that kind of strength. And that's what you saw a lot of. I, there, you know, I, there weren't a ton of reps. He m- worked mostly with with the second team. Uh, I, I watched him all throughout his, you know, kind of warm up stuff, working against the, the the pads and everything. I did. I was able to get a couple, uh, a little bit of video, and give it to uh, uh, to John for 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 stance. Not that John, but John Owning for yeah. stance uh, examination. I'm sure you you guys will hear about that. Uh, sooner than later, I think we'll get a lot more of that tomorrow because they're going to be practicing on the near field where we'll be able to get a little bit closer look. But for the most part, he looked like a guy who physically, I mean, absolutely belongs, uh, but is still kind of working through the technique things that give guys like Tyler Smith and 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 you know other professional guards the advantage over him right now. Uh, as he's still kind of learning how to handle that kind of attack. His strength alone this year is going to make him productive. Like, I've got no doubt about that. It's just how his ceiling is going to be dependent on the technique and getting off the snap a little bit quicker. But I've got no doubts that he's going to be able to contribute, at the very least, in short yardage, goal line, all that kind of stuff as a rookie. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, he, like I said, like it, he was, he's a handful. I mean, and there was, there was another rep too. I think that there was out there that I didn't get a good look at initially, but uh, I think that Mashoda put out there that where Tyler Smith gets him on a reach block uh, and then he recovers so well and is able to just kind of shrug Tyler, uh, not Tyler Smith, Tyron Smith, Tyron Smith. Uh, that got him on a reach block and, 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 uh, and he was able to recover and get off of that. I mean, th- the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, the lack of technique is why he's getting reach blocked. The the yeah. lack of technique is why Tyler Smith's pushing him onto the first onto onto one foot in the air. 
it's pure power and strength that he is able to do something about it. The fact that he's able to get into those positions and recover and actually make the plays, I mean, that bodes well for once he actually knows more what he's doing, uh, that he's really, really going to be special. I expect him to look dramatically better by the end of what – I think we have 10 yeah. padded practices. By the time we get to the end of that 10th padded practice, I think you're going to see a significantly improved player. But excited that we at least get to see him in pads finally yeah. today. Yeah. We should talk about one of the other – uh, pass rushers on this team that was absolutely dominant on Monday. And actually, we previewed this. We talk, discussed it on our uh, previous show today. Micah Parsons has a chance to ruin practice every, every single day. day. Every and day. he definitely did that today. Yeah. Yeah, he he, uh, he was he was all over the place. In the pass rush drills, he was just harassing Dak and, and whoever he was going against. There was a run play at some points. I don't think I saw who it was. I think it was Malik Davis that got the ball where it was a toss play. Yes. Yes, it and, was Davis. And yep. I, I, I thought when I saw it happen, I honest honest to God thought that Parsons was going to catch the toss and, 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 and just take it the other way. Well, I mean, he Gallup got was the line. Michael Gallup was supposed to chip him. And he yeah. beat Michael Gallup on the chip. And he beat um, Tyron Smith to the spot and made the tackle. I, I, you know, and I, to, to Gallup's credit, like, I don't know that he's ever had to get close to someone that, that close to someone doing their work like that. Yeah. Like, and then realizing, oh, I need to react a lot quicker if I'm going to try to chip, uh, 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 Parsons, Parsons inside. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he basically got in there so fast that he almost could have received the pitch and tossed it for a loss. There was at least two or three other pass plays where, you know, Dak continued the pass play again, like we've like we've talked about before. But I mean, he would have easily been sacked. Lawrence had another uh, play or two where uh, Parsons pushed him into Lawrence, and, and and you know, so the pass rush was is fully fully uh, in yeah. in in play and and, and enacted. Uh, you know, another guy who I wanted to mention, um, you know, we, we can talk about Sam Williams in a sec. Uh, the other guy I wanted to mention was uh, Fahoku. Mm, um, he, uh, you know, I saw a yeah. couple different snaps from him playing outside and inside where I felt like he was able to get through and, and, and make some, uh, you know, cause some chaos. I don't know if he actually got a sack, but there was definitely one play on, on those runs uh, uh, series where he made a tackle for a loss for it felt like. So and he and he did be he did appear to be working with both the defensive ends and the, the defensive tackles. Sam Williams. So I, I saw and I honestly has. I got a Michael Galkin update. He said he has yeah. a shoulder injury. Yeah. The Cowboys are somewhat optimistic on the severity yep. of it, but they're going to be doing more testing. Okay. I got to ask again, because I, this may not be announced yet, but I wouldn't be surprised if it came out. Has anything been said yet about Wanye Thomas? Injury not, wise? Not see anything. Okay. So I saw him make a tackle and then hold his arm like that mm. like he, but he kept playing and he kept going so maybe it was maybe, maybe it pops in and out or something or a stinger but uh he he definitely looked like uh he, it was a situation where he was trying to make a tackle and then afterwards he immediately grabbed the arm that he's that was probably after. one of those guys that can't afford to have an yep. injury right exactly. and that's probably i think for excuse me i think uh you're going to see Wani Thomas and Sam Williams be treated a little bit differently from the medical staff in the sense that they're going to be very careful with Sam Williams. Even if it's nothing serious, he might be held out two weeks just to make sure he's ready to go. Wanye, he's got to make the team. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, and, and I'll just throw it in about Sam Williams. I saw Sam leave the field, uh, uh, but I didn't know what was wrong and he wasn't limping or anything. So I knew it wasn't any kind of lower body thing. He did, you know, 
I mean, just to kind of point to that, like he did stop on the way uh, to leave the field and talk to somebody for a little while. So it wasn't like, you know, my arm's broken. I can't, yeah, you know, so right. we'll see. We'll see how it is. Uh, I will also mention that I saw Mikamu on the cords today. He, he was not on the cords on Saturday. Um, uh, Dorrance Armstrong was on the cords. I saw Dorrance that. Dorrance Armstrong was also on the cords today. He, But he, sh- and that was something must have happened Saturday or something because he came out without pads on. Um, uh, Lewis is still on the cords. He's moving very well. Uh, 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 what's his name? Uh, Schoonmaker is on the court still. And, and somebody else that was sitting next to me who is gone to a lot of these practices as well mentioned, yeah, he looks, he looks really good, like moving really well. I, so I think I, it's a pain tolerance thing for that probably. I that's think what that, I'm thinking it, too. It's with the, the plantar fasciitis, right? Like I think they're just trying to partial manage tear. partial tear, manage yep. the pain. Um, and we'll see how it goes. Landon, I want to empty your notebook because you've got a lot of really good notes from practice. We're going to get some more of Landon's notes out from Oxnard next. Welcome back to the Lockdown Cowboys podcast. Again, we are live on YouTube right now, so please send your questions in if, in if you would like uh, Landon and I to answer them. But Landon, what other notes do you have out from the first pra- the first padded practice for the Dallas Cowboys? Uh, you know, some, a couple of different people asked me about Hunter Lupke. I, you know, I have not noticed him at all. Like I haven't seen him physically. I mean, he's out there. I'm assuming we would have heard otherwise, but I haven't necessarily noticed him in, uh, uh, lining up at fullback. I will point out just as a note, it does seem that Sean McEwen is taking exclusively all the fullback reps that I've seen. And that's not Um, surprising. He did that a lot last year. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so he, so you saw him out there uh, doing a lot of that. I didn't see a lot of Lupke. Uh, you know, we'll obviously talk about Ronald Jones a little bit more tomorrow. But even before that, like it, it's pretty clear that he's not. Uh, I don't know. I don't think they haven't penciled in for the number two role or anything like that. No, you know, they're clearly giving the lion's share of those uh, carries uh, when Pollard's not in. To uh, to to Malik Davis yeah. and to Rico Dowdle, those are the guys that, and, I, and from what I understand, this morning Dowdle was uh, mentioned, but both of them, but Dowdle specifically was mentioned uh, by Mike McCarthy uh, in the press conference this morning, uh, and, and we've seen a lot of him. He looks like the Rico Dowdle we're used to, quick, strong. Uh, so he's, I think he's definitely going to be a, a part of the mix. Um, I'll just say really we, quickly, I, I yeah. saw a lot of people today talking about. Hey, the Cowboys need to go out inside a veteran running back right now with with Ronald Jones suspension. I I don't get that sense at all. I, I don't think you know. <laughs> you mentioned it, like, and we'll talk about it obviously more tomorrow. But like, you, you know, what's how does it affect the Cowboys? How does how does this you know suspension affect the Cowboys running back room? I don't know that it does. I don't I know almost, that. I almost wonder I if the Cowboys are like. Darn, our running back yeah, is suspended. No. <laughs> now we can stash him on the suspended list for two weeks and has, still have his rights in case we we need him by week three or whatever. Yeah, I mean, if anything, it, it, it probably helps the Cowboys situation because I don't think that they wanted to necessarily give him carries no. starting week one if no. they if, if everyone else is healthy. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I tend to agree that it, it honestly, I don't think it changes much of anything. If the Cowboys are going to go out and get another running back uh, before the end of training camp, uh, what the the status of Ronald Jones, I think, had little to do with nothing with, with, with that, nothing. you know. So uh, he's not like necessarily in the plans just because he's a running back that people have heard of. I, I do want to ask you about Deuce Vaughn. I, I did see you mentioned Hunter Lipke. Um, 
NFL Network was doing a little thing at practice today, talking about Deuce Vaughn, getting him involved. But Deuce Vaughn was like standing in front of Hunter Lefke, so you couldn't see him at all, but they were trying to get a camera shot of him. It was That's really, really funny. You just had to be there. It's a really good you know, kind of idea of exactly what their plan for is on the football field, right, is to hide him behind the, the, the yeah. larger players so no one can get a good shot of him. I just w- wanted your thoughts on him. I know Mark McCarthy said in today's press conference that they want to get him more involved in the offense. What did you see? Well, I mean, I have to tell you that he, I was on the opposite field from where the where the the nine and seven and seven and seven practices are. I literally couldn't see him. I, I, you know, it was like he was too far away. It was, yeah. it was too small. I, I and so I honestly, uh, uh, there was two or three different times when when I was in the stands and and, and the, there was a handoff, and they're like, "Oh, that's Deuce Vaughn," and I'm like, "No, that's not Deuce Vaughn. That's that's Malik Davis." And and, and, uh, and I literally just never got a shot of him uh, uh, because because he's he's too small. So hey, if, if, if anything, that just shows you how how uh, how effective he's going to yeah. be on the field. No one's going to be able to see him. Uh, I got another question here from John. He wants to know how have Osa and uh, Chauncey Golston looked so far. Osa had uh, at least two or three really good reps that I saw today. Uh, one during uh, uh, the run period where he knifed through and, and was able to make a tackle for a loss. Uh, Golson uh, looks really good. I, you know, I one of the things that they were doing early on was uh, working on splitting double teams in the defensive mm. tackle. Most of my focus uh, pre uh, before they started doing the nine and seven and seven and seven stuff. Uh, and, and eventually 11-11, was to watch the, what was going on with the defense tackles because I really wanted to see Mozzie. I really wanted to see some of these guys. And so I was watching uh, Golson and uh, Osa and, and the rest of the defense tackles work on splitting double teams. And Golson just looks so smooth doing that. I mean, his length is really useful in shedding blocks. And then he's he, he, better than obvi- obviously a lot of these other defensive tackles, especially the nose tackles. Yeah. He gets skinny through the hole so well uh, that he could penetrate in a way that it, you just don't see a lot of defensive tackles because they're not as felt as he is. Physically, so, how did he look? Does he look more like a defensive tackle now than an edge guy? He looks... I mean, I thought that he was starting to look more like a defensive tackle at the end of last year anyways, and I think he looks like that. He definitely has a different body style than the other defensive tackles, even Osa, right? Well, because he's, he's long. Tall, he, he's, he's, he's one long of the tall. longer ones they have. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely closer to the David Irving type uh, defensive tackle. Not that he is the, even that kind of athlete or yeah. anything, but he's closer to that body type than anybody else on in the defensive line room. Uh, you know, save maybe when you see Fahoku kind of, uh, uh, slip in there a little bit. Well, but let me ask you this. Like, more, I'm going to compare longer, Does he Go look ahead. like Tyron Crawford when Crawford was playing inside a defensive tackle? No. I, I, I think he looks – because Crawford was like, uh, you know, enormously – like in the upper body it felt like specifically – this guy, he's more uh, lean and lanky, and, and I, yeah. it's all kind of length and, and 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 technique with him. It's it's not because uh, even 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 when Crawford would come down inside, like it was violence, right? It was yeah. it was still that his game was built on violence. Uh, I I think Golson, it's it's more of a of a gliding, you know, kind of trying to get through the line, trying to use his wingspan to stop you, trying to get off blocks. He's going to try uh, to avoid blocks probably. Like that's probably Yeah, yeah, is, exactly. Right? Uses quickness. He, he's quicker than Crawford is, I think, in some way. I mean, no, that's hard to say. Crawford was really quick off the yeah. line, but I think he has because he has longer legs, like his his stride is 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 able like by the second step he's in the back. 
Yeah. You know, so it's that kind of uh, all right. Well, hey, we, we're wrapping up your notebooks here. Notebook here. Any final thoughts on the first pad of practice? From what I can see, again, NFL Network did a fantastic job of yeah. broadcasting, so I got to see it a lot. Seemed like it was a pretty competitive practice it for was. you being your first one. Yeah, they were. There was there was a there was a fight at one point. Not not no brawl, but like you know a heated exchange. Like like I said, there was hooping and hollering. Like the coaches were fired up. The players, the people were really fired up to get the pads on and get hitting. Uh, I will add in. Because uh, we haven't mentioned his name, and I and there were a couple things that I thought were interesting with with him is Cavante Turpin. Mm. Uh, Turpin had a fantastic diving catch uh, out and route, uh, and just looks a lot more comfortable in general as a wide receiver. I will throw out there that you mentioned that they were doing a little bit more zone read stuff, mm-hmm. or at least they were showing that in NFL Network. One of the run plays that they did, they had Pollard on the field. They brought a. Uh, 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 Turpin in motion across the formation and then did like an orbital motion, which is, if, if you're not aware, is like looping back around the quarterback while he's in shot grit, shotgun and starting to go back out the other way from behind. So basically what it meant was you had Pollard going across D- Dak's face doing a read option this way. And then it was like a triple option almost where he was getting an option going this way. And then he could also pull it to go do a, a, a speed option with yep. Turpin out in the flat, I'm assuming there was also a pass option on the back end as well. So some interesting stuff that they're really trying to work Turpin into to get some different looks, to find some ways to make him useful. I love the idea of getting a speed option with Turpin and and, and just moving him in, in, in motion and that sort of thing. I think that really is going to help, help take advantage of what he does best. To me, it's clear that the Cowboys had this idea this offseason that we got to be faster in offense. Going out and getting yeah. Brandon Cooks helps. But if you can also find ways to get Kevontae Turpin on the field at the same time, it's just going to make you a little bit more dynamic. It gives something for the defenses to plan for every week. I think that's pretty clearly what the Cowboys are going for here. Yeah, and 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 look, I mean, just think about one, what what offseason could do if if you could get Turpin involved in, in in just some gadget plays. You've got more Tony Pollard than you had last year. You've yeah. got Deuce Vaughn. You're mixing in there. Brandon Cooks. Like suddenly, you've got all these uh, very dynamic, very speedy guys who uh, can all be getting a, a lot more snaps and be a lot bigger part of the offense than they were last year. So that's exciting. All right, that is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making Locked On Cowboys your first listen every day. Again, I'm going to remind you every day, for the next week, Leigh and I are going to be doing two episodes every single day. We'll do a show in the morning like we usually do. We're going to do a show after practice. It's going to be live on YouTube where you can answer or you can ask your questions. We'll do our best to answer them. Uh, so, again, follow us on YouTube, Locked On Cowboys. Follow Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher. And we are free and available on all platforms. We'll see you right back here tomorrow, everybody.